Welcome to the Econ Dev Show. We explore the strategies, ideas, and insights that are driving economic development forward into the future. You'll hear new insights from passionate EDs about their successes and struggles. And you'll learn from attraction and retention experts about how to apply actionable strategies inside your EDO. We'll help take your organization, your community, and your career to the next level. Here's your host, Dane Carlson. Welcome back. Today, I'm here with Dave Parcell. Dave is the co-founder and CEO of Local Intel. Dave, welcome to the show. Thanks very much. Fantastic to be here. Thanks for the opportunity. Absolutely. Uh, glad to finally connect with you. Why don't you give us a quick breakdown of what is Local Intel and, and uh, why you founded it and you know what it does? Yeah, sure. So, um, yes, yeah, so I'm co-founder and, and CEO of Local Intel Economic Development. So we're a technology company, uh, essentially making... Uh, uh, what we call location advantages, marketing tools that hundreds of economic developers and their organizations have added to their to their website to help promote uh, their communities. Um, so yeah, we consider ourselves essentially a marketing technology company, and uh, yeah, and we and we really started off in this this economic development uh, world. So you know, our clients range from you know tiny remote villages of less than a thousand people. Uh, you know, in remote BC and Wisconsin, right through to, um, yeah, I guess the the biggest, the, the, as big as they come, the Texas Economic Development Corporation, Enterprise Florida, um, cities like Seattle, Fort Lauderdale, Tulsa, and and various chambers of commerce, and so on. So, you know, we're very proud to um, to be partnered with with big and small communities, and and it's uh, it's awesome to see that so many are. Uh, using um, our tools to help promote what they've got, attract residents, attract remote workers, attract businesses. Yeah, it's fantastic. Gotcha. So these are little, these are sort of widgets that they put on their website that then allow their visitors to access information about their communities. Is that basically the gist? Yeah, that's exactly right. So, you know, uh, economic developers, if they're lucky enough to have their own uh, dedicated website, that's great. Uh, maybe, you know, for most EDOs, they are, I guess, relegated pages within uh, the municipal or, or, or a larger website. And I guess what our uh, widgets or plugins allow them to do is in a, uh, I guess, a faster sort of lower maintenance, more affordable way, they can plug these widgets in and each of those widgets will do something that, that, uh, that can help promote what they're, what they're trying to achieve. So whether it's you know, promoting the amazing talent pipeline or workforce or quality of life or their location by way of, you know, great accessibility to buy air or road or rail. Yeah, these great fun little widgets. Um, yeah, just a, a really quick, easy way of doing that. And I guess the underlying premise for that is that, um, you know, in this day and age, uh, and we can talk a little bit more about this in more detail later, but in this day and age, it is incredibly difficult Firstly, to get people to your website, and secondly, if you're lucky enough uh, to get them there, to keep them engaged. Um, you know, uh, we all know that our concentration spans are getting shorter and shorter. Um, so to really sort of um, get that narrative, get people engaged, get, capture their attention, capture their curiosity about what makes your community special or a community special, um, you have to do something extra these days. And I've got text people just don't read. Images are great, but flip through that pretty quick. Um, and I guess these little engaging fun widgets are just another way to hopefully make people stop, engage, and start learning about these amazing communities. Because if they, 
the more they engage, the more they learn, the more chance they're likely to find something they like and hopefully pick up that phone, send that email and become a, a, yeah, a lead for that economic developer. Gotcha. And since you guys make these widgets, I'd assume that you've done some research or you've done some tests. And so you know that people interact with these and, and you're able to monitor how they're interacting and maybe modify them as to make them more appealing, more useful. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. We've done a huge amount of, of user testing. And, um, you know, I guess the easiest way to, to describe what we're doing is um, the newspaper business has had a difficult transition from paper to print, from paper to digital. Um, and there are some that have done it well, most have not. But those that are doing well, they're, uh, uh, especially if you look at, say, things like New York Times and you know, Washington Post and what have you, they have really uh, found ways to engage the user on their on their you know digital assets. So um and I guess we're taking a bit of a, a leaf out of their book. So what I mean by that is think back to you know the federal election um you know last or whenever it was I lose track. Um and I don't know about you but there was like you know various newspaper websites, even a lot of the TV websites, they had these fantastic um maps of of you know of the and, you know, these maps could be broken down by state or even drill-related lower and lower and lower down a county and what have you. Red, blue, red, blue, red, blue. And I don't know about you, but I spent a, a, a quite a bit of time clicking around on those maps on my favorite, you know, I think it was probably the Washington Post. I can't remember which newspaper it was. I spent a lot of time on that visualization, you know, really seeing which way the, you know, that it was likely that the, the country was going to vote. And, you know, a lot of people I've talked to did the same thing. And if you look at, um, you know, these, these various newspapers now, a lot of them, for example, had COVID maps, you know, whether it's vaccine trackers, whether it's, um, whether it's actual obviously infection, hospitalizations and what have you. So they have these visualizations and um, why do newspapers do this? Especially leading newspapers like New York Times, who are actually one of the very few newspapers. They do it to keep people engaged, to get people engaged, to get them to stay on the page Um why do they do that? So they can then say to advertisers, look how long people spend on average on this on this page. Look how engaged they are. And, you know, visualization is also a great way to convey a, a tremendous amount of information uh, in a very efficient way. Look, you know, I quite often say, would you rather read a thousand word uh, essay um, or would you rather play around with a really fun, engaging, interesting and intuitive visualization where you can learn the same as those, those thousand words and more? And I think most of us, at least initially, would like to play around with that fun, engaging visualization. And I guess that's what we've taken a leaf out of. It's the fact that visualizations typically in the economic development world have been used to do deep data analysis and research and due diligence, which is all fantastic. So what we've said is that's all great, but guess what? No one really goes to your website in the first few seconds to do all that deep research. You've still got to get their attention. You've got to make their shortlist. People may not have heard of your community and, and you've got them there. So now you need to engage them in your narrative, your why. And there's many different ways that we can you know, uh, promote your why uh, on, your, on your website. But one of these great ways is to have these fun, engaging visualizations and start you know, telling that story about what makes your community special. Give them a reason to stay there, get curious, engage in, your, in your, uh, what makes your community special, and then hopefully they will then dig deeper and deeper and deeper. So that's sort of the premise of what we're doing and this concept where we're pioneering called location advantages marketing. And I can go into a little bit more about that later. 
Absolutely. Um, but before we do that, why did you start Local Intel? Well, uh, yeah, long story. So obviously the accent. Uh, so I'm Tasmanian born and bred. So Tasmanian, little tiny island off the bottom of Australia, um, halfway to the South Pole. Um, it is actually a, a state of, of Australia. And um, yeah, after some time, you know, leaving school and drifting around military and some university and some time in investment banking, I actually went into local government. I had a passion for the built environment and city planning and uh, this is in Australia, and I, I spent a decade working there, and I, I found myself increasingly working in the field of what we call here, because uh, now I live on this side of the Pacific, um, economic development. But econ- economic development, uh, probably as a profession, is a few years behind here in North America. Um, so, yeah, I was doing economic development and probably didn't realize it. And um, and then I got poached and moved across to uh, one of Australia's leading land economics consultancy firms where I did a lot more uh, economic development and, yeah, for both sides, full government and also for developers and what have you. And, um, yeah, I just absolutely loved it. So uh, at the same time, I, I married a Canadian and uh, had a couple of kids in Australia and got married and had an opportunity to move across uh, to Canada in 2014. And um, so that was fantastic. And I had to wait about a month on the couch before my work visa came through. And it was then I had this idea that I saw a, a couple of startups pop up out of, well, I can't remember who they were or where they were. I sort of looked at them and I went, ah, that's sort of good in the ECDEV space. I can sort of see some problems there. And um, and I had nothing better to do than to ask myself the question, well, what would I do? And so, um, yeah, the idea for Luke Wintel was, 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 uh, was formed. And, you know, when I got that first consulting uh, job in economic development um, here, I actually went back in and, and didn't negotiate on the offer on price. All I said is, hey, I just want to, you know, uh, half a day or a day occasionally um, just to do a little research on this crazy idea that I've had. Anyway, so I was working full time uh, for this consultancy. And when I got that time off, I would get in my truck and I would drive all around and, and interview all these economic developers to sort of test and validate this idea. And um, yeah, in short, there was a lot of positive response. And in uh, late 2015, early 2016, I, I took the leap and um, yeah, left and started this this company. It was just me. Um, I hadn't got a technical background and I was lucky to find my business partner who's really the gifted one. And we started building building this product and it was nothing like that we're doing now. I mean, it was probably more targeted on tools to help economic developers help small businesses. It was more sort of a whole solution, a very fixed sort of separate solution. And, you know, over time, you know, we had a lot of really great traction and, and we're really appreciative of that. But one of the things that we did really, really well was just build beautiful, intuitive tools that were very different than the, than all the, you know, the fantastic heavy-duty site selector tools that are that are out there. And what we found over time, and just the constant listening and talking to economic developers, is that, you know, a lot of really smart sort of innovative economic developers were using our tools to really focus on what made their communities great. And we kept seeing it. And we kept digging deeper, kept having more and more conversations. And then the time came to really start testing a few sort of new iterations of, of these tools. And so there were a number of things that we did. But in short, the result was, to find this opportunity around location advantages marketing. It was to really say, look, we can really help economic developers um, really identify and promote what makes their community special and use our tools to help communicate that 
So yeah, right in their web page. So a lot of web, website companies, of which we're not one, but they're very good at doing a website, um, but they don't typically, um, you know, they can't really do what we do. And if a website's going to truly have a strong message that really sells a community's why, which is the first thing that anyone that gets to your economic development website or the pages of your, your economic development pages within your municipal website, the very first thing that anyone should see should be your why. Okay. And I guess what we, what we felt was these tools can be a great way to work alongside the traditional content of images, of text, maybe a video, and then a, and a local Intel widget to really ramp home that uh, in a really engaging way, what makes your community special. Because if you can like engage straight away, make someone curious, and they can understand a couple of things about what makes your community special, that means they're going to dig deeper. And that's what you want because they can become a lead and that lead could turn into a new business moving to your community. That could turn into a new remote worker moving to your community uh, or so on. So it was, I guess that's a, a really long journey to say that it was evolution and we were pushed in the direction of creating these location advantages marketing tools by what local intels, uh, local economic developers told us themselves. Gotcha. That makes perfect sense. So when somebody, when an economic development organization comes to you, do they already know their why? Do they already know what it is about their community that makes them special or do they not necessarily have that sort of figured out already? Yeah. So mm-hmm. some do. Um, so, and, but, you know, to be fair, many, many do not. So one of the things that, you know, recently, um, yeah, I've been lucky enough to, to give some education sessions at, you know, at the IEDC conference in Nashville and uh, Texas and, and, and what have you. And, you know, part of this, this conversation is, I mean, firstly, why? It's in economic developers must start with why. And I think I just touched on that. So I don't really need to, to reiterate it. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's really about too many economic development um, uh, developers really sort of have either no message, different, differentiate themselves, or they sort of try to be everything to everyone, which means they're nothing. Let's just say that your, your, your target audience is uh, you know, site selectors, FDI, folks, you know, looking to to um, locate or expand a business, or let's just say that you're looking to attract talent. Okay, so whether it's remote workers, whether it's other, um, you know, uh, other uh, types of workers and what have you, the key is you need to differentiate differentiate yourself. You need to uh, stand out. You need to be a little bit different. And just putting a photo of a mountain bike or a canoe or something like that on. Uh, is not enough. So what I say is it is essential that you really need to stand out and start with your own community's why. And so many, many, uh, you know, simply haven't, haven't done that. So just like a technology company, when we're pitching uh, ourselves, whether it's for work, whether it's for funding, uh, you know, we need an elevator pitch. And it needs to be something that really makes an impact and you need to be able to say it in about 15 seconds. Then you need a one-minute version, then a two-minute version. And the same goes for economic development, Okay. And so this, you know, what I say to those that have not, this is a four-step process. You need to firstly understand who your target audience is. Number two, assess your location advantages. Number three, prepare that elevator pitch and then get your why out onto your marketing assets, of which your, you know, website is number one, but then of course you do lots of advertisements. So I do like to sort of, um, you know, obviously try to communicate that. I like both in terms of, you know, um, uh, education sessions at conferences, but you know, when we're also talking to folks that have heard about us and we do a demo or something, we do like to walk them through this process 
at the same time because it is absolutely critical because you know i see too many economic developers spending huge amounts of money on sort of um you know whether it's like you know deep uh, dive data tools and lots of research this and lots of research that but here's the thing if you're not getting the inbound leads if you're not getting the attraction if you're not standing out and really um you know having enough people to really um you know have those conversations with then perhaps it's time to think about you know generating more leads and spending less money on you know the things that happen later on uh so that's some of the stuff that um that we talk about gotcha so so all of your tools or your primary focus is at the top of the funnel to get people uh, into the system, get them into, you know, um, get them to express some level of interest, get them interested um, and and then bring them down as opposed to creating all of the, the highly complex tools that are down at closer to the bottom of the funnel when they're trying to actually make that final location decision. Yeah, that's right. Now it's great that you mentioned the funnel because, um, it, it is a reasonably new concept. I mean, the economic developer marketers out there would be well aware of the classic marketing and sales funnel. You Google marketing sales funnel, you will literally get like a thousand diagrams and a thousand articles. You use bread and butter marketing and sales theory. And for those that aren't familiar with it, just picture a funnel uh, that has a few different stages and at the top of the funnel is awareness. And that is essentially, you've got to get your brand out there, whether it's advertising, whether it's marketing, whether it's word of mouth, whether it's organic, People have to just say, you know, that you are trying to attract businesses uh, and or talent. You have to make them aware that you are a viable option. You have what they want. And so that's your advertising. And then hopefully, you know, you build that awareness. You get lots of people coming into the top of the funnel and um, a good result will get them down to ordinarily your website, your number one marketing tool. So that then becomes the consideration stage. You're starting to, to get their attention. They're starting to look into you. Are they ready to like, you know, answer ridiculously sophisticated questions and ask about utility volumes and all that? No, not quite, not yet. What they're, they're still comparing options. They're still wondering, who is this community? And like, like, should I even pay attention to them? So this consideration stage is that, is that essential part of the funnel where you want to make that pitch. Just imagine you sort of having a beer with someone uh, and you just want them to pay a, a closer attention to them. That's that consideration stage and your website has to do that. If you succeed in that consideration stage, that's great. You're on the short list. Now they're asking lots of deep and meaningful questions where you need the data, the deep dive data, the available properties, the the you know, the availability of uh, you know utilities and access. That's where those awesome deep dive data tools come in, this due diligence stage. But guess what? You've got to go through the awareness and the consideration stage before you get there. So you can sort of see how it all fits together and then hopefully the outcome of this at the very bottom of the funnel is hopefully a few of those target people have actually made that decision to locate, expand, live, and contribute to your community. And the reason it's obviously the funnel, as you, as you know, is because, you know, we might have like, you know, 100 folks at the top of the funnel, and then a lot of them will just sort of drain away and drift away because they don't like what they see or they lose interest. Um, and you'll be left with a couple of um, folks at the end that make the decision that you want them to do. And the more efficient you are at each one of those stages, the more folks that there will be left at the bottom that make that decision that you're working so hard for them to get. And so, yeah, it's, it's, it's a really great way of thinking about what a lot of economic developers are trying to do. Excellent. That makes sense. Let's see. Oh, you, you recently launched this new quality of life tool. Yeah. Yeah. So once again, that was, um, we were just listening to economic developers and talent attraction is one of the biggest challenges that economic developers across North America are facing right now. 
uh, having just been to four conferences in the space of three weeks. Um, yeah, talent attraction, talent attraction, talent. It is a real challenge and it has been for quite some time. At the same time, we have like the, the pandemic that has shifted the way that businesses are allowing, uh, you know, workforce employees to work. We know that, um, you know, and our business is exactly the same, um, that a lot of businesses have, if they didn't have it already, have um, introduced and built the capacity for remote work. Okay. And uh, not only that, they have, their workforce has proven that they can be just as productive, if not more productive, working remotely or semi-remote. Uh, so, right. so we have these two factors where economic developers need talent and businesses realize that their, ta- that their workers can work just about anywhere. And there are many, you know, high profile companies that have basically said, you never need to come back to work. And there are others that are sort of trying to work out what this hybrid model will look like once the pandemic, you know, truly, you know, sort of, um, uh, you know, dissipates as much as it, it will. So this essentially is providing uh, communities, particularly regional, smaller communities or um, sort of outer urban areas with a huge opportunity to um, you know, capture a lot of and attract a lot of that talent uh, to their communities, and particularly those that enjoy quality of life advantages. Because, you know, being cooped up in a, as we say in, a, in Australia, being cooped up uh, in your house and not everyone, you know, had a big comfortable house when they were, you know, stuck in, in lockdown for those areas that were in lockdown. But, you know, a lot of people are thinking about, you know, about sort of, you know, where their life's at um, and what they'd prefer to be doing. And, you know, it's no surprise. The statistics are showing a huge amount of people relocated um, during the pandemic and continue to relocate. We saw this as an opportunity to create a marketing tool, a widget, to really help communities promote their quality of life. And so that's what we set, set out doing. We did 102 interviews of economic developers across the US, across Canada, to really understand their needs, understand their concepts of quality of life, how they do market quality of life now, if they do. Um, and, uh, and then we, we went away and then we, we, uh, we created a, a prototype. We went back out, interviewed folks again, and then we finally released this tool. And so we're very proud of that. It is called the, the Quality of Life Advantages Tool. And one of the things that it does very, very differently is the fact that it recognizes that quality of life is a very vague term, okay? It means different things to different people. And unfortunately, too many economic development campaigns uh, just tend to, when they're built around quality of life, just have one message, okay? Regardless of the fact that it is a very, and the problem with doing that is if you just have a vague sort of message and quality of life uh, campaign that just tries to be everything to everyone, then it's not anything to anyone. And so what we're doing with this tool and it's, it's, I encourage people to have, to have a look at it, is that it goes into a client's website, uh, has, you know, beautiful image, beautiful marketing message. But the first thing it asks the person to do on your website is to say, tell us who you are. Are you, uh, are you a remote worker? Are you a, 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 a single or, or young, um, you know, couple, professional couple? Are you a site selector? Um, yeah. Are you an empty nester? Are you, um, a, uh, uh, active retiree? And the reason for that is because it's marketing 101. If you know who your customer is, then you can adapt your marketing message to that customer. Because we all know that, you know, someone who's just finished college, you know, their, their top three or four, you know, priorities are very different than someone who's just had, you know, who's got a three-year-old and a five-year-old. 
you know, I certainly know that was the case for me. Um, and just like an active retiree, each of those have slightly different priorities around those most important things that they will look before moving to a location. So what the tool does, it asks the user to, to select their persona, and then it will actually not present a whole map and deep data. It'll actually present a marketing message based on who that target, target audience is. So for example, if it's someone who, you know, sitting, who's thinking about moving to a, a rural location, maybe they have got a great job and the company's uh, job offer and the company has done a great job at selling the job and the company. Maybe that company needs a bit of a helping hand selling the location and getting that person to move. And this is where the economic developer can help with this tool. So this person and, he, and, their, and their partner is looking at this tool. They click on the family and the first thing they get is a message, a great community for your, where your family can thrive. And here's why. Great schools, plenty of things to do to keep the kids busy, convenience, all your, all your shopping needs, and so on and so on. So it's providing that marketing message and then it encourages sparks curiosity, encourages engagement, and then encourages uh, this couple sitting on their couch, thinking about moving them, making the move to dig deeper. And then they can go into this really fun, interactive uh, tool where they can see, uh, you know, where the schools are and the nature of those schools, all the things they can be doing with the kids on the weekend, just how convenient it is to drop in and, and do that evening shopping before rates and home and so on and so on and so on. In other words, it is marketing, um, you know, putting marketing messages in front of these folks that is based on what they actually, what actually matters to them. Um, so once again, hopefully it can build that curiosity and also some certainty about the fact that this could be a great location for us, whether we're a family or a remote worker or, or what have you. So once again, um, data is just part of the journey. You know, this larger journey is really promoting what a community has to offer. And that's the, the essence of location advantages marketing. I went through that and I thought, oh, this is fascinating how you could say that you're, you know, a parent, you have children, and then here's the things that are probably relevant for you. And the truth is, if someone's really interested, if you've really done a good job, they're going to back out and they're going to try it some, as somebody else and, and see what other options are available. But yeah, I thought it did an excellent job of selling your local community. And you're right. Most quality of life programs that people put together, organizations put together are um, sort of monolithic. There's one you know, one ideal person and here's all the stuff for that one ideal person and your uh, system there allows it to have, you know, multiple personas, which I guess mm -hmm. gets to the point of personas, right? I mean, you got to develop your persona. You got to figure out who your targets are and, you know, what, what they're interested in so that you can market to them. Yep. Yep. Match is, but, um, and I, yeah, I think you're right. That, that identifying who your customer is, um, that's just a, a must have across the board, whether it's quality of life, which is a focus or whether it's uh, any other aspect. I mean, knowing exactly who those primary and secondary target markets are, are just essential. Uh, it really is. And, and one of the messages I'd say is, you know, if, um, yeah, if talent attraction is that number one thing, then, you know, really make sure that your marketing messages, your website really talks to that first and foremost. Doesn't mean you can't have, um, your program can't have other things to focus on and other messages just it means that if you try to be all things to all people in your marketing message and your website is a marketing message um then it will really struggle to resonate um so yeah step number one as i said earlier in that four-step process always understand who your customer is what matters to them and then work out how your marketing messages your narrative your what uh, can really appeal to that target market that you're trying to elicit a response or generate a lead from that is absolutely 
essential. They are the first steps. Then finding the tools to help you do that, that's later on. Don't start with the tool and then just think that that's going to solve the problem, whether it's any sort of tool. Always start with who are your customers? What do they need? How can we pitch ourselves to respond to those needs, get their attention, build their curiosity, get the lead, and then have the information to help nurture that lead and hopefully get the response that you're after. Excellent advice. I think, uh, you know, that's basic sales and marketing 101, but, um, you know, so often in economic development, we don't see that or we've, we've forgotten that we learned that or we never learned that to begin with. And I think that's super important. Um, where did, so where did you learn all this? You know, you, you, I saw from your LinkedIn, yeah, you were in the army in uh, Australia and you, you know, worked for local government, but how did you become this sort of marketing wizard? Uh, no, far from that. I'm still very much, um, still very much on a learning curve. Do you know where it could, you know, I'll tell you where it came from. The fact that, you know, we actually, as a company in the early days of local Intel, we were trying to be everything to everything. Okay. We made plenty of mistakes. Um, you know, like I like to say, I'm not one of these, you know, startup people that tell everyone how much they're, they're killing it, how awesome they are. You know, we're a roller coaster. We have ups, we have downs. And luckily we've, you know, had a few more ups than downs. So we're heading in the right direction. But in short, you know, we didn't necessarily do marketing that well ourselves when we started this. You know, I came from a very technical background myself in, you know, whether it's land economics, economic development or what have you. Um, and yeah, I've had to learn this the hard way. And, you know, we did marketing very poorly. Um, you know, I would say that the early iterations of our product were very attractive to some, but not enough economic developers. It wasn't, it wasn't a necessarily, um, you know, a set of tools that really um, addressed enough people's need. Okay. So, so in short, everything I've just described in the first few moments of this conversation, we have had to learn the hard way. So, and it's, and everything I've learned has really been through what we as a company have learned. And yes, I've just read and read and read, learned uh, incredible amount and I continue to do so. Um, so yeah, I've got a long way to go. Um, and you know, I am proud of the fact that I've been, what everything I have learned, I've been able to put into an economic development context. I guess I am sharing, you know, I go to these conferences and I guess the technology that we create ourselves, I guess I'm sharing as soon as I learn it, uh, I'm just getting it out there and I'll continue to learn as I go and continue to share. Um, so all this being said, who is local Intel's, um, you know, target market? Obviously, if you uh, can't be everything to everybody, you know, who's your ideal client? Yeah, it's essentially our ideal client is someone who um, wants to, who firstly has an understanding of, of what it is that they want to tell the world themselves, okay? Um, who doesn't necessarily, you know, have a big budget. Um and wants to do something whereby they can um, quickly and with minimal fuss uh, tell their story in a far more engaging and innovative and contemporary way. So in other words, you know, someone, someone who essentially just wants to be you know, a, little bit more a little bit more innovative, a little bit more effective, all right? So, um, and whether it's an existing website they have, whether it's a new website that they want to, uh, that they want to create and they're working with a website company to do it. Essentially, we are looking for the people that go, you know what? We need to be a little bit different. We need to step this up a little bit and we need to really do a better job at marketing our community. So essentially, our perfect client is that person who really wants to, you know, lead. Uh, you know, be at the front edge of economic development, 
marketing and wants to go to that effort. Um, and you know, perhaps that might mean, uh, for, you know, compared to their surrounding network that they're doing something a little bit new or that someone only a, cu a couple of other economic developers that they're aware of has done. Um, that's typically, you know, who we work with right now. So, you know, um, and it's no surprise that a lot of the folks that we work with, you know, are picking up awards left, right and center, because they're also the folks that want to stand out. They're the ones that are motivated to put their applications into those awards. They're the ones that, that want to, um, you know, push the envelope and uh, yeah, do it, uh, continue to, uh, grow their careers and be at the forefront of, um, of, of their profession. So typically they're the ones. I mean, having said that, we also deal with the marketing departments of those larger customers of ours. Clearly, most economic developers don't have a dedicated marketing person, but for those larger organizations, um, they do. Um, so we're dealing with those people that have that marketing vision. Now, there are a lot of folks out there that just are fine. That's not their cup of tea. They don't want to necessarily, they don't feel it's neat necessary for business traction or talent attraction, or they're more focused on BRE or, you know, business formation. Absolutely nothing wrong with that whatsoever. But one of the great things about um, us knowing what we're good at and how we can help, we can help, you know, um, you know, uh, market your why, is that when people sort of say, well, oh, well, you know, we sort of need that, you know, tell us some, we want to communicate some deep and meaningful heavy duty statistic, or we want to show all these properties, you know, we can say absolutely fine, but that's not us. Okay. And, you know, there's all these other great companies that can really, really help you with that and do a great job. If you want to market your community and you want to really engage the user and tell them why you have access to an incredible range of, of talent coming out of universities and colleges uh, with, you know, software engineering degrees within the you know, surrounding four uh, hours, if you want to show them just how connected to the world you are in an amazing, engaging way and keep people on your webpage for five minutes instead of five seconds, if that's your focus, you want to make an impact, no one does it better than us. So that's essentially our marketing pitch and how we differentiate ourselves from from other providers well i i think you've done a good job of differentiating yourself i think that makes perfect sense so if anybody wants to reach out to you and maybe pick your brain maybe book a demo whatever what have you what's the best way for them to reach you yep so i'm, I'm a huge fan of, of linkedin so my um i'm connected to a huge amount of people on uh linkedin and really enjoying contribute to conversations and put a lot of thought leadership out there so dave parcel if you google dave parcel linkedin uh, local Intel, um, you'll get to my LinkedIn, um, account, of course, um, local Intel economic development. Our website is www.ecdev.org. So that's, um, uh, ecdev.org. Okay. www.ecdev.org. So, and then you can obviously, uh, reach out there. My email, uh, if people want to send me an email and I'm a big fan of just having conversations, like sharing information and sharing thought leadership. So don't worry about it. It's not always a sales pitch. Dave at localintel.co. So D-A-V at L-O-C-A-L-I-N-T-E-L dot C-O. And that's C Charlie O for Oscar, which is sometimes a little bit confusing. Um, but yeah, no, I do encourage people just to, just to reach out. I can send, you know, articles I've written uh, or what have you. So I'd love, yeah, I'd love to connect with anyone who's interested in learning more about this concept of location advantages marketing. Excellent. I hope that you've whet their appetite, any of our listeners, for, you know, the kinds of information that you share. You, you know, I'm going to link to some of your articles that are on LinkedIn. They're very good. They go into this in much more depth. I think that you're definitely establishing yourself as a thought leader in this, in this industry and in this space. 
and I wish you the best of luck. I'm going to have to have you back, have more complicated, uh, detailed discussions on some of the topics that you brought up. But yeah, this was excellent. Thank you very much. Thanks, Dan. I really appreciate the, uh, the chat. It's been enjoyable. Thank you. Absolutely. You've been listening to the Econ Dev Show with Dane Carlson. If you're an economic developer who never stops learning, for more expert strategies, fresh insights, and new ideas to take your career, organization, and your community to the next level, visit us on the web at econdevshow.com.